get inconsistency? What are some of the things that, that have to happen for that to work? Well, for us to be effective, we've got to be a balanced offense, and we didn't run the ball well enough in our last game, and so I think that affects our consistency when we're not running the ball well enough. Um, the other thing for us as an offense is we have to get in rhythm. Some of that has to do with running the football, and there were times in the first half where we were close to being in rhythm, and we didn't convert on a third down. Once again, that's by far and away the worst phase of our game right now. Um, we're just not converting often enough on third down, and and if it was any one thing, then it'd be much easier to fix. But on one play, it's the protection. On the next, it's the quarterback. On the next, it's the running back. On the next, it's the receiver. And so we all collectively just have to improve on third down so that we can get in rhythm and so that we'll have more consistency. Does having so many young players on the offense make that more difficult to be consistent? Certainly. Certainly. There's no question about that. And um, when you have players who have more experience, even if they don't have experience in this offense, they have a wealth of experience to draw upon, and there's just a lot more emotional stability. Take Austin Hoyt, for example, who's probably playing better than anyone on our offense right now. He's a fifth-year senior who's played a lot of football, and this year means a whole lot to him, and he's playing really, really well. And uh, most of our young guys are playing really well at times and not so well at other times. Um, However, we're at the point in the season where no one's a freshman anymore, and we can't use that as an excuse. Why why did the offensive line, which has played pretty mistake-free, kind of take a step back now tonight? Um, first, I would, I would give NIU defense a lot of credit. If you look at their defense, they're a lot different um, than, than ourselves and, and some other people we've played, um, not only in style but in maturity. There was only one underclassman who started on that defense. Everyone else was a senior or a junior. Again, that's not an excuse to lose the game, but if you ask, why did we not play as well, i got to give credit to NIU's defense. Um, first and foremost, there were times where they just covered us and we didn't get open. There were times where we just got beat in, in one-on-one matchups in protection. Um, and so there were, there were times when, uh, when we just didn't block their defense as well as we have at other times. But it wasn't due to a lack of effort. It wasn't due to missed assignments. It was due to individuals getting beat in one-on-one matchups. And that was true both in the run game and in pass protection. What are some of the tips you've given to Zach Wilson this week? Um, you know what? A-Rod would give you more of that than I would. My focus is on the entire offense and, and all of us getting better and playing well. And, and Zach fits in just like everybody else. And, you know, we, had, we talked about consistency a moment ago. We all just have to do our job more consistently, and, and Zach certainly fits right in there. We talked to Tristan Hodge about the false start penalties. Some of them were very costly, obviously, losing, giving up. Yeah, some, two in a row in, in, the, in the red zone, yeah. Killer. So what, what, he said it's focus. Every individual needs to be more focused. How do you improve that? Um, you know, it's been something that early in the season, we went for a string of three or four games where we had no pre-snap penalties. And um, for any number of reasons, we've had a few more of those the last three weeks. And um, why it happens, I don't know. We've talked about it as a staff and honestly can't put a finger on any one thing. We're not being any more complex. We haven't changed our cadence differently than at other times. And so I don't have a specific answer. Certainly we're, um, we're dealing with it as a staff and as a team. Does a change in quarterback affect that at all? I mean, again, the, the play calls the same, but could it? Uh, it can, but I don't think that's the case here. Okay. 
spent a year at Boise State, I think. I did. 2000. Yeah. Any ties remain there? Any? Absolutely, uh, yeah. Lots of guys. So I know Harsh, the head coach, and he does a great job. Um, I know Kent Riddle. He and I worked together at Colorado. He's their assistant head coach, special teams coordinator. Eric Keesaw, who's also on their offensive staff, and I worked together at Colorado. Um, Brad Bedell, their offensive line coach, was my graduate assistant um, for a year. Andy Avalos, their defensive coordinator, played when I coached at Boise State, as did Gabe Franklin, um, who coaches their, their safeties, I believe. Safeties or corners, I think it's their safeties. Um, Jeff Pittman, the strength coach, was there when I was there. And so there are a lot of guys on the staff that that um, that I know and, and maintain friendships with. So um, it means a lot to me that we go play well. What, what What's Boise State's secret? Why has that program been so secret? You know, I was blessed. I was fortunate to be there in 2000 with Dirk Cutter, who kind of got the program rolling, I would say. A lot of people don't remember, but four years before, three or four years before, the time that I was there and Dirk took over, um, they were a 1AA, an FCS program. 30 years before that, they were a junior college. And um, Dirk did great things and kind of got it rolling. And then and then, and then, uh, I, when Hawk took over, I think he really um, brought him to another level. And then Chris Peterson and Harsh has, has continued it. But I think what they've done is they've developed a culture and one that, that – obviously we, we'd like to do here too they win with with blue collar guys who do their jobs on a consistent basis and their um, their recruiting is elevated since I was there and so they are recruiting um, at times a higher profile kid but I still think they maintain that blue collar attitude and and there's real strength in that talked to some of the uh, guys on Monday the offensive guys they said sometimes when guys make mistakes they start overthinking trying to correct or overcorrect and, and that can lead to more mistakes what's what's the solution for that particular struggle because that can be hard it can be especially again for a young guy you know and older guys had those moments and come through it and said okay I understand how to play through that young guys tend to get down on themselves and begin questioning and uh, the thing we always try to try to do is just let them know that we believe in them or we find somebody else to do the job which we've done at times um, but the thing that we say all the time is don't let one play create a bad series. Don't let one bad series create a bad quarter. Don't let one bad quarter, quarter create a bad half and just go on and on with the analogy. But we, we've got to become more resilient. And some of those young guys have to learn how to how to play through some of those mistakes and just hit the reset button and move forward.